Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Influence. I'm your host, Adam Connor. On today's show, we get into the details of supporting and being supportive of small business. First off, if you are new to this show, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for joining. I hope you stay tuned in. It's a show about how some of the most interesting and innovative brands out there today are mobilizing their masses to become more authentic. And on today's show, we're not just talking about mobilizing the masses, we're also talking about mobilizing resources for the masses. Specifically, I'm on with Next Insurance and their chief marketing officer, Melanie Chase. Now, when you think about an insurance company, at least it wasn't my first initial thought to think about giving back to the businesses as opposed to uh, simply protecting them for everyday happenstance. But it turns out that Next is doing things just a little bit differently, and especially in the current context in which small business and entrepreneurs are frankly threatened by COVID more than ever in terms of sustaining themselves, uh, Next is going above and beyond to make sure that they are supported and cared for. And so we talk with Melanie not only about how they share the stories of people who are using Next's products and services, but we also talk about initiatives that they have to give back, as in hiring, as, as in directly fueling and injecting resources into these organizations whom they also support from an insurance standpoint. I thought that was really interesting. It was a, it was a different take on, uh, on an insurance company that I didn't even think about, so I was pleasantly surprised by that. And of course, towards the end, we also touch on advice as to how to build a more authentic and better brand overall, which it seems like from these folks who are practicing what they preach uh, is stuff that you should truly listen into. Again, that's towards the end. So I will step back and I will let you hear it. This is today's podcast from Next Insurance's Melanie Chase. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. I'm here with Melanie Chase from Next Insurance. Melanie, thank you so much for coming on. How you doing? Great. Thanks for having me, Adam. It's a pleasure to have you. And the, the first thing I want to talk about a little bit is a uh, is a mischaracterization that I made. And I want to learn more about this because it tailors into your journey a little bit. It's how I start most of the conversations that I have on this show. Because when I did a first glance, like an ignorant person's glance at a LinkedIn profile, and I say, okay, Melanie has joined this company, Next Insurance. Next is doing some pretty great things in terms of business insurance. Now, my mind where that immediately went was, okay, so B2B player, like large businesses looking for insurance, I want to know how they're getting more authentic in that way. Perhaps there are innovative ways in which they're doing that. What I didn't think about was that the way in which you provide what you provide, and I'm going to ask you to clarify what Next Insurance exactly does, uh, is a lot more like B2C, which would be more in line with the sorts of organizations that you've been with in the past. So with all of that in mind, I want to learn about why you came to Next and what keeps you going there, but also within that, if you could, help just for me and the listeners explain what exactly Next provides. Yeah, sure. Um, well, Next Insurance um, is a insure tech company focused on small businesses, as you kind of already mentioned. What makes us unique is that we provide insurance coverages for small businesses, which could be anything from a sole proprietor to somebody who's gotten, you know, eight or 10 folks working for them um, entirely online. So this is an industry that um, a lot of people might not have experience with, but if you've started a business, you might know that it's pretty cumbersome to go out and buy insurance. It's not anything like buying your personal insurance where you just go in, you get your auto, you get your home, you're good to go. Insurance is really broad. 
for businesses. You need general liability, professional liability, workers comp, all of these things. And you've usually got to go to a broker who can go out there and find you all these different coverages and bring them back to you and say, here's what you need. Um, so it's a time consuming process. And most of our customers operate almost as sole proprietors or really small businesses, which means that they shop like consumers. They don't shop like um, big companies that are working through sales organizations and who are looking for pitches. Um, they are shopping based on top of mind awareness of an insurance company, and they're looking for great value. They're looking for great service, just like consumers do in any category. Got it. Okay. So what you're doing is supporting entrepreneurs and small businesses in the same way that somebody might want want support when they're buying a car or buying a house. I mean, like in 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 its in its most vague or most simple terms. Now, this is really interesting to me. Here's why. Because right now, at least it's my perception, I'm part of a small business. You know, I work for a small business and I got plenty of friends who have small businesses and uh, in, in their hometowns. Right now, it is an awfully scary proposition to be a small business. And if you're a budding entrepreneur, a scary proposition to want to start something. And so I'm curious as to your take on what this current context has, has, has done to, to entrepreneurs and to, and to small businesses, how, how you think it's impacting them, what you think that uh, they'll learn through this and, and how you think they'll pull through? We've spent a lot of time talking to our customers, actually, uh, over the past few months about what the COVID crisis has meant for them, about the changes in their business. And a couple strong themes really come through. Um, one of them is really around resilience. When you think about small business owners in America, these are some of the most creative and really brave people out there. They have taken a leap of faith and built something um, really from scratch, right? And so when they're faced with challenges like COVID, um, they have in large part responded by pivoting, by trying something new, by using the time productively, by staying strong, um, and really by sending messages of support to each other, which I think on our side has been very inspiring. In terms of where the market will head, what we hope as a company is that the resilience of these entrepreneurs will continue to be sort of the hallmark of American business. And we see that resurgence um, as, as markets do open up again. Interesting. So I want to know specifically about um, what Next is doing to be supportive during this time. Here's why. In the conversations that I have had with folks, uh, CMOs, founders, thought leaders, doesn't matter. What I hear very, very loudly is that the people who are getting through this successfully on the other side or, or unsuccessfully, doesn't matter, they are going to remember and remember well how the brands and services that they rely upon, that they trust, that they enjoy, that they subscribe to, that they hear about, they're going to learn a lot from how they were treated during this crisis, from how they were supported during this crisis, or not. And I know that this is something that Next has done, and so I'd just love to learn a little bit more about uh, about uh, what I'm teasing here, which is how how you are contributing to community support given COVID and uh, and given the plight that uh, that that a lot of folks are are suffering right now. 
So Next has done a couple of big things. One thing that uh, the company did immediately was offer 25% discount to all of our policyholders for the months while the country was basically shut down. And that was something that people really appreciated. Um, but as a company, we didn't feel like that was enough. And our employees felt very strongly that we do more. And so one of the initiatives that came out of this was a, is a marketing initiative that we call Built by Business. Um, starting this summer, we had planned to do our first big national ad campaign, and we had money set aside to work with an agency, big production house, et cetera. And when our customers started shutting their doors, all of a sudden that just didn't feel right. It didn't feel like the right place to put our money. And so we made the decision to divert those funds, take $250,000, and instead of working with agencies and production houses, spend that to hire small businesses, hire our customers to build our advertising campaign for us. And so we're on um, a, a mission to hire 50 small businesses. We've hired a bunch of them already to do building for us. Um, so we've had people create uh, lessons in dance, in piano, inspire their communities, bake food for hospital workers, and even recreate the next logo in some really interesting and fantastic ways that have come together to create the footage for our first national campaign. Got it. So by investing in the very folks whom you protect, you are, are serving as as both sort of a I don't really know how to say this, but it's weird to say something like a patron and a parent because it's not quite like that, but it is uh, certainly a full circle 360 way of supporting um, the masses, I guess, which is directly in line with what this show is all about. It makes me wonder, actually, because uh, what you've just described, large national campaign was going to go to, you know, big old agency, I'm guessing, traditional media uh, in this current context, what I have also seen, and this is a trend which I perceive to be accelerating and to have been pulled forward as a result, is that folks are much, much, much more sensitive to recommendations that they get from people close to them about what to do, whether that is in regards to health, whether that is in regards to the places to go, to the people to uh, to the people that they should support, uh, to the brands from which uh, they should consume. And it makes me wonder, as it extends to marketing broadly, what you have done through this campaign, what it sounds like, is leverage the masses and mobilize them to tell a more authentic story and support them all the way, practicing what you preach. In what ways do you see that sentiment from the large legacy players to leveraging individuals uh, progress in the way that you market broadly going forward. And that doesn't necessarily have to be related to creative or the way that you know you tactically work, but as a slice of the pie, how do you perceive its importance going forward? I think tapping into connecting with individuals that are part of our brand is going to be inherent to our DNA. We are a brand that is built for business. And so we, why shouldn't our, our brand be built by businesses, by the people that we serve? Um, so I think this is something that because we focus on small businesses, we have a right to do that maybe some of the legacy players don't. So just some background on the industry, small business insurance is a $140 billion industry in the U.S., which actually is small from the, from the lens of the entire insurance uh, market, but it's a pretty big segment. 
And there really is no brand leader in the space. What's really interesting and unique in the fragmentation, no one owns more than six or 7%. And that's because most brands, um, the big players, Progressive, State Farm, Geico, are really focused on personal lines first and foremost, and then they might also serve small businesses on the side. So their interest is bifurcated. For us, everything that we do is dedicated to small business owners. So we can focus in on those individuals in a way that others can't. And that's really meaningful because one of the things that we find, one of the big insights that we found is a lot of business owners feel like they're always second priority um, compared to either large businesses or some other specialty. And when we can put those folks first, we bring something new to the market. I want to know about some of those uh, stories, by the way, because we talked so much about the ways in which you're, you're supporting them and having them brought in and, and hiring them uh, to help spread next message and, and, and work directly with them. I'm curious in some of the ways that uh, perhaps you are either uh, saving those businesses or propping them up uh, and that for which they are similarly loud and sharing their own stories. Do you have a couple that come to mind of, of favorites? Uh, yeah, actually, we, we've got some great stories. Um, we have a customer, uh, Mark Linden, coming out of Texas, who owns this awesome cake company called Brother Bakes. He makes beautiful cakes uh, in mason jars, and, and he's able to deliver them out everywhere. And you know, we hired him to build uh, 250 cakes for us and bring them to a local hospital. Um, and he has just been the biggest delight to work for and someone that has really inspired us. He, as a business owner, had really just gotten started and he was starting to see great momentum on his business when COVID happened, right? And even though he was able to be part of some um, of the government support programs, it didn't change the fact that the momentum of his business went on pause. And so by being able to hire him to do what he does best, by getting attention for his business um, and by inspiring him to keep going, we were able to give back to his business in a really unique way. Um, so that was one he's has really inspired us. He's actually come and, and talked to our employees because we really like it when all the folks in our business can connect directly with business owners and someone that we want to continue to support. Well, I'm sure there are stories like that all over the place, but to be able to have some uh, immediately come to mind is is certainly special. These are, uh, these are the building blocks of, of, of American economies and, you know, and, and industries. And I'm curious you are doing this in a widespread way and whether somebody is making cakes or running a gym or something like that, what are some of the ways in which you're taking these fantastic stories and are able to leverage them to your broader audience to say, it's not just, it's not just next one into, you know, get over that six, seven, 8% mark. Think, look at him, like, look at this guy over here. He, and, and using him as a megaphone, how, how is that becoming a bigger slice of the pirate or is it, um, as you think about how to market broadly? One of the things that we will be mark, uh, launching this week is our Built by Business you know, homepage, where we actually feature the stories of a number of, of these customers. So um, we've got the story of a first responder who also uh, owns a hamburger French uh, franchise that got closed down that we're supporting. We have a um, stationary company called Paper Daisies who used to do a whole lot of wedding invitations. That went on pause, so we hired them to make a whole bunch of cards for Next. Um, we've got 
plumbers who have made uh, next logos out of pipes. Uh, similarly, we've got uh, people who are general contractors making tables and next uh, planner boxes. So we're going to be featuring all of this great work on our website where we'll actually be able to draw attention to these businesses as well. So um, folks in their local communities can come check them out and they can also share that story out with the communities in which they operate and talk about their experience with Next. So in that way, we feel like we can bring visibility to what they do and maybe they'll bring some visibility into their relationship with Next, which is for us really just a benefit on top of the work that is already being done. Well, that's good to know too. Having those hubs where people can navigate, where it's not overcrowded by like, next, 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 this is us, look what we do, look what we provide, which I think some brands fall into a pitfall of, to instead be able to direct people to an initiative which highlights the very businesses that you are supporting, but also gives a voice to those uh, to those people directly is is powerful. So I'm glad you're doing it. I'm glad you're going to launch it, uh, and and look forward to seeing what what that what that manifest how that manifests. Here's how I want to round this one out with you, Melanie. And this is a question which all of our listeners know is coming, and a question which uh, you've probably been asked before. But as I learned just before we did this, never before on a podcast. First of all, I, before we round this out, I got to thank you for being on this show, if nothing else, because it's the first of its kind that you've been on. As I'm, as I'm recalling, you, you, you haven't been on a podcast before, right? Because you're doing great so far. We're doing, we're doing a good job. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, this is my first podcast. We uh, have had a couple of folks on the show for whom uh, it was their first show. And uh, it's, you know, it's really, uh, for some people, it's great because uh, it, it, you know, gives them a shot on goal with, with a really great message about how to be authentic, but then it, it just puts the idea in their head that, hey, you know, we should be doing more podcasts more often. So it's great that you're getting into the space. Glad for that. The advice that uh, I, I would love you to give isn't necessarily related to that. Um, although also you most should come on more podcasts, come on mine, is this. The people who listen to this show are generally emulating the journeys of the people who appear. And they are brand builders, they are people who are working at brands looking to move and shake. They are budding entrepreneurs. They are likely consumers of Next's products and services. And they are always on the hunt for advice on how to build a better brand and how to build more authentic and direct relationships with people, whether that's in the form of small businesses, whether it's in the form of individuals, doesn't matter, with the masses. And I'm curious from your perspective, either at Next or whether it manifests itself in a story from your time prior to Next, a uh, pitfall that you avoided, uh, words from a mentor. I'm curious what advice on that front you might have for our listeners today. So, you know, before I came to Next, I spent about six years at Fitbit. Um, this was a pretty early stage company when I joined in a new brand. And I think one of the things that I learned about authentic brand building there that we are bringing over to Next is it's all about finding out that penetrating insight about your customer, building that into your product, and sharing that message broadly. Um, at Fitbit, when we started out, the fitness industry was really defined by the idea of competition um, and aspirational imagery. 
And the, the insight that we found in, in building out a fitness wearable that tracked your activity and sleep and pushed you to do a little bit more every day is that the everyday person was sort of tired of being held up against uh, maybe an image that they could never see themselves achieving. And we flipped that industry on its head and said the path to fitness can be an everyday journey for an everyday person. And we can empower you to go on that journey. And we showed real people walking, running, sleeping, picking up their kids and throwing them in the air, playing ping pong, all as a way of showing a path to fitness. And that was really authentic. And so even as the brand evolved, there was always the pressure as a fitness company to go further and further up that aspirational sort of uh, imagery chain. And we set our boundaries to stay really authentic and rooted in the fact that the everyday person is inspiring. And so a lot of the success of that brand came from that insight. Um, I believe very firmly in bringing that concept into what we do at Next. I think if you look around um, at companies that market to small business owners, it is an industry that is fraught with cliches. A lot of brands that talk down or seem like they're talking down to small business owners. And really, it's a shame because these are some of the most inspiring and interesting and creative people out there, and they deserve better out of their brands. And so um, sort of that insight that um, small business owners deserve to be the top priority and they feel like they've been shut out is one of the things that is central to how we're reframing how we market to small businesses to put them first and to really help them thrive as business owners. Hmm. Well, that's really, uh, that's, I'm glad that you can pull on all sorts of different experiences to, to, to come to that advice. And re I really appreciate that. And ob obviously it seems like what everything next is doing right now is being incredibly helpful and, um, and that's the root of authenticity, not not just to mobilize the masses, as I've spoken about many, many times on this show before, uh, but also to mobilize resources for those masses. And um, seems like something that Next is doing very, very strongly. Uh, seems like it's going to flow into the way uh, that you market broadly through the stories of those folks. So that's great too. And I'm just uh, I'm I'm glad to have had this chance to learn a little bit more from you, Melanie, and um, and and. Well, you've never heard it on a podcast before, but to hear about what's next, that's always great too. Thank you for coming on, for having this being your podcast debut. I'm so glad to have uh, to have ushered you into this wonderful world. And, uh, and thank you for all the advice and stories that you've been able to pass along along the way. Great. Thanks, Adam. I appreciate the time. Thank you so much to Melanie Chase from Next Insurance for joining the show today. It's so great to learn that, you, you know, you're not only protecting folks, but you're also directly supporting them. Again, mobilizing resources for the masses as opposed to just mobilizing the masses. It's great. Thank you for joining. If you liked this show, here's what you can do. Check us out a bunch of ways. First off, website for you, podcast.vavoom.com. This is where you can see all the episodes that I've done since I launched this thing in uh, October of 2018. It's been quite a while. We've had a ton of stories. Listen to them. I got hours and hours and hours of content for you. You can also go to LinkedIn where we have a showcase page, Authentic Influence Podcast, where you'll find similar content as well as other little tidbits, uh, press events, video things along the way. And then finally, I'm on LinkedIn as well. Adam Connor, reach out, connect. Uh, give me recommendations for who I should bring on the show. If you know somebody and you connect me to them, even better. But generally, I will listen to anything and everything you have to say. 
I'll be right back with another fantastic show about how a brand is mobilizing its masses and resources for its masses to become more authentic. And until then, for Authentic Influence, I've been your host, Adam Connor, and you'll hear from me again next time. <laughs>